Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good. I hate to take your attention away from all of your color street nails that you have spread out all around you. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to decide how I want to do my nails for uh, for Disney. Oh, are you going to Disney? I am. We're taking Lily for her 16th birthday trip. Excellent. Yes, it was a surprise, so... Um, we just told her two days ago, and we leave Saturday morning. Yeah, and how long do we stay? Three nights. Okay, so we'll be back Tuesday. Yep. What does that mean? It means there won't be a Monday show, but there will be a Wednesday show. Mm-hmm. Although I might go live on video. Okay, you do yeah. what you need to do. So awesome. So we've got some news for this week? Yes. Um, we're going to start with uh, the news that they put on the Disney Parks blog. The first thing they have there is about the Run Disney Virtual Marathon uh, that I think is supposed to be taking place this weekend. Is that correct? That's right. This would have been um, Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, uh, as the second weekend in January usually is. However, this year, because of COVID, it is virtual. There will be seven races and three challenges, and instead of doing it at just one place, it's being spread out across all 50 states. Oh. So how exciting is that? Very. Uh, you get to do your own virtual race, and of course you get your medals when you uh, complete your race and log it all in. So very exciting times. If you're a runner, good luck uh, with the shin splints and the calluses and the blisters. <laughs> you make it sound so fun. Yeah, I'll be watching from my couch. Nice. Yes. Okay. Um, so while you're on your couch, are you going to be thinking about all the different food that they are offering at the International Festival of the Arts? I am. There is a ton of food available uh, at the uh, Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts 2021, which starts on the 8th uh, and runs through February 22nd. We've mentioned before that there are 15 food studios, um, and they have now released the menu for them. Oh, uh, boy. Stuff ranging from uh, lobster poutine, uh, deconstructed Reuben, deconstructed BLTs, raspberry soft serve, which I would enjoy, um, tomato soup with grilled cheese. If you like, you know, pop, they're calling it pop eats mm. as opposed to pop art. Uh, plant-based bratwurst. Ew. Yeah. Warm brown sugar stuffed pretzel with banana soft serve ice cream. If I liked banana ice cream, that would be good. Right. Red wine braised short beef rib with parsnip puree. That's right up your alley. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So there's there's all sorts of food available at uh, 15 food studios. Um, so if you're in the Orlando area, uh, give it a give it a give it a look. All right. I had to say that three times. It was like a uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, song. Give it a give it a give it a look. <laughs> that was sort yeah. of like that. Um, there are some reduced park hours now that are beginning soon because the holidays are over. That's right. Beginning Sunday, January 10th, new park hours go into effect. The Magic Kingdom will be open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., Epcot from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Hollywood Studios from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Animal Kingdom from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., except for January 10th, 16th, and 23rd when it will close at 6 p.m. Yeah, just in time for us to get there. Right. Reduce and then park hours. after January, those hours will be reduced. Uh, I'm sorry. After January 23rd, those hours will be reduced again. Wow. So you're going to lose an hour uh, off of each one of the parks with the exception of Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I mean, how much earlier can they possibly close Animal Kingdom? Right. All right. Uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. What is that? 
Tell that me first. is the. Uh, That's like the game. It's kind of like a. Hard I don't know thing? if you want to call it an electronic scavenger hunt. Okay. It's it's very similar to the Agent P or mm. Kim Possible adventure okay. that used we've, to happen. We've talked about this because every time we talk about it, I'm like, what is this? Except for the fact that there's cards, and based on the cards, cards that you get, things okay. happen. So it's kind of like a card game and a scavenger hunt, um, and it happens across the Magic Kingdom. Uh, but it has been announced that the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Uh, game will be closing on Sunday, January 24th. We have one more chance to try it. That's right. We can go to the uh, fire station, uh, firehouse, and pick up our daily card pack. All right. Yeah. Uh, and when this closes, the firehouse will close for refurbishment. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, so this debuted almost eight years ago. Really? Yeah. We've never done it. No. Nope. Maybe we will this time. Who knows? No. Nope. So, um, the more you played, you, you picked up card packs to play. The more you played, the more you collected. Some cards were rare. Some cards were, uh, available only at like the not so scary Halloween party mm-hmm. or very Merry Christmas party. Um, so it's, it's very interesting to see that, uh, that they're closing it and they say it's due to low demand, which makes sense because right. the park capacity is reduced. So I'm hoping that, you know, once the crowds come back, that maybe they'll reinstitute it. I don't, I don't know. It just seems like the sort of thing that would just burn itself out. Like, it's just not fun anymore. You know, there was a group of people that did it, and then... But that's the, the beauty of this, is there's always a new, you know, group in that age range that come in to do it. All right. Okay. You say so. Um, moving to Epcot, we have an update on the cavalcades. That's right. There are only going to be two cavalcades remaining. Uh, now, you know, of course, hours get reduced uh, and these cavalcades get reduced because it is a low. It's funny because this is traditionally a low period for attendance. Mm-hmm. How much lower can it get? Right. You know, it's at 35 percent capacity. Right. It's not like it's going to drop down to 18 percent capacity. Well, it might be at 35 percent capacity, but they're but probably they're not going to hit that. Not reaching that capacity. Right. Right. So um, the only two cavalcades that are left in Epcot are going to be Mickey and Friends World Tour and the Princess Promenade. Okay. Uh, so the, uh, that pretty much cuts out, well, Santa Claus, because he left. I mean, he'll be back, <laughs> but, you know, Christmas season's over. Right. And uh, the Frozen Promenade has been cut. All right. Well, can't have it all. Nope. If you are bored because you don't have a character cavalcade coming along, you can sit and watch the Voices of Liberty. Their schedule of performances has been released for um, their time during the Festival of the Arts. That's right. They will be premiering their new Disney Songbook Showcase, which is a variety of classic Disney songs, and it celebrates the artistry of Disney composers and lyricists. So they will be performing on Fridays and Saturdays at 3.05, 4.45, 5.50, and 6.50. Each show will be 15 minutes long and will take place in the American Gardens Theater, which is across from the American Adventure in the World Showcase. All right. Yeah. In Hollywood Studios news, the Rock and Roller Coaster is finally open. Finally. Yeah, they went uh, five days without opening, and uh, finally... No word on what it was? No no word on what it was. Okay, but you can go there again. You can go on that ride. Yes. In... Disney Springs, there's been a lot of things opening. Seems like mostly treat stops. Uh, and Everglades Donuts is one of those. Everglades Donuts and Cold Brew is now open. That's right. I'm hoping that they're open when we get there on Saturday mm. in two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Gideon's Bakehouse is closed. I was right. very much looking forward to tr- going to Gideon's and trying their half pound cookie. Mm-hmm. But now instead, I guess I will have to sa- settle for an Everglades Donut. Okay. Now, Everglades Donut. Um, 
Obviously, it's a donut shop and features cold brew, but uh, their donuts are pricey. Uh, they have two categories of donuts to choose from. They are the new classics and the funky bunch. Uh, classic donuts are four fifty each. Whoa! And the uh, funky bunch, which are plussed up donuts, are five dollars and fifty cents each. Hmm. If you do purchase a half dozen, you get three dollars off, and if you purchase a dozen, you get six dollars. Well, off. we will not be purchasing either of those. No, you know where we'll all be going. I'll be going to Walgreens and purchasing the prepackaged Krispy Kreme no. uh, dozen. No, you will not. No, I won't. Uh, there's a new limited edition plush as part of the Amazon collection. This is a Lady in the Tramp. That's right. If uh, and this is from the D twenty three. Well, it's from the Amazon collection. There is early access for D23 members on Friday the 8th, and it is the new uh, limited edition Lady Plush plush as part of their Disney Treasures from the Vault collection. So that's a lot of, that is a lot lot of stuff of going on. Uh, sponsored by Advent Health, <laughs> I believe. Uh, this is the first uh, in this exclusive Amazon series. The uh, plush is 13 inches tall and made of soft velour fabric with embroidered eyes. She is wearing her uh, traditional gold pendant collar. Uh, she comes with a certificate of authenticity and is uh, presented in a window box featuring exclusive Disney Treasures from the Vault packaging with gold foil detailing. Yeah, Tony's I so showing ideal me a for picture. collectors. Yeah, right. Tony's showing me a picture of this, and it's just like I don't get limited edition plush. Mm-hmm. They just they take up a lot of space. Like plush are supposed to be to snuggle and hug. Like I don't know, in a big box. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's gold plated. Well, this plush is uh, modeled after the uh, plush that's in Walt Disney's office from the 1955 film mm-hmm. Lady and the Tramp. I just don't even think it's cute. No, no, I'm not feeling it. Did you know that uh, Walt presented his wife with a puppy hidden in a hat box topped with a large bow? And that scene translated directly into Lady and the Tramp in 1955. That's very cool. Yeah. Walt knew what he was doing. I guess he did. The furnishings are being moved into the Moana-themed rooms at the Polynesian. That's exciting. Yeah, it's still going to be a while before it's ready. But, uh, you know, we know the rooms were gutted. And today, uh, workers were seen transporting mattresses and other uh, furniture into the rooms. If it weren't for COVID... How do you think this all would have gone? Like, they wouldn't have closed the poly, right? No, they usually close Longhouse by law. I mean, it's like they do any other resort. They'll yeah. close a building. But I mean, with the whole monorail thing that they're redoing, the monorail stop and the the top of of the poly there, the cross beams. Right. It's just like doing everything all at once. Well, it's a good time to do it. It is. I just, you know, I wonder what the plan originally was. If there you know, even how was, was a plan. To, you know, was it supposed to be this like phased thing or what they were going to do? You know, or maybe they just kind of went through that list of, all right, give me everything that needs to be done at the Polynesian because we've got Let's a six month it. window to do it. Right. Maybe. Uh, Disney has released more information on the robo carts. Those are the uh, golf carts that follow you around. That's right. And this wasn't released by Disney. This was released by Disney Golf. Oh. A separate wing of Sorry. Disney. Um, so we mentioned earlier, was it earlier this week or last week? It was earlier this this week. week. Mm -hmm. Um, so these carts, uh, will carry your golf clubs and follow you using GPS technology. Uh, but the robo carts, which are officially known as tempo walk robo caddies, uh, uh, they're available at the Palm Magnolia and Oak Trail courses. They're not available at Lake Buena Vista golf. And they put a caveat that they are not available at Fantasia Gardens or Winter (laughs) Summerland mini golf. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want I want something to follow me to around. Carry my putter. To carry my my four foot putter. <laughs> um, feedback apparently from the guests has been very very positive. Uh, these caddies, robo caddies, are available on a first come first serve basis and cannot be reserved ahead of time. There is a limited number available each day. They're not even four feet. That would be a very tall putter. It would be. <laughs> um, what, the uh, cost increase, if you get a standard pull cart, mm-hmm. you know, a manual pull cart, mm-hmm. it's $7 mm-hmm. plus tax uh, for nine holes. The robo caddy is $10 plus tax. But it's so cool. I mean, it's it only is. three more dollars. And in, a, in addition to carrying your golf clubs, it carries uh, bags. It carries, it contains a cooler. It has a sand bottle and a USB port to Seriously, charge Seriously, who's stuff. only paying, who's like for $3? Who's not getting right. this? Yeah. $3 more. You know who wouldn't get it for three extra dollars? Don't say me. You. I would. No. Oh, you would? Yeah. So since when? Since since I got a cooler. Well, it's very possible that we we may be at um, one of the golf courses Yes, but week. we can't rent those. It's at Oak Trail. I know, but they don't let you rent it for foot golf. They might. I don't think so. What are we, we going to put in our foot? Uh, we're going to go buy some beverages. <laughs> We'll charge our USB stuff. So do we want to let people know we might be trying foot golf? I don't know. Tony's very excited about the possibility of trying foot golf. He's having trouble getting any enthusiasm going in the family. I think Lily's excited. For Is it. she? Yeah. Well, it's her birthday, so if she wants to do it, we'll do so it. So foot golf, in addition to regular golf and miniature golf, foot golf is available on Disney's uh, Oak Trail uh, course. And it is a nine-hole foot golf game uh, that you play using a soccer ball. And you, instead of using golf clubs, you use your foot to kick the ball down the course. Yeah, it might take us a while. Well, maybe for you. I'll be out driving all of you. Um, The only thing better would be if they put in a Frisbee golf course. No, I don't like that. No? No. I'm not a fan of Frisbee golf. When we get back, we'll let people know if we played Frisbee golf or not. I mean, not Frisbee golf. uh, Foot golf. Okay, we'll let them know. Tokyo Disney is reducing hours amid a COVID-19 spike. That's a bummer. Yeah, they've uh, they've been open since July 1st, and they've been running on uh, essentially 12-hour days. Um, but there is now a spike of COVID cases in Tokyo. So beginning January 8th, both Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea will operate from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. through the rest of January. Um, so <laughs> they're going from 12 hours to 11. I mean, I don't understand what does that do to help reduce COVID well, spread. That's the first part of it. Uh, there are two more parts of it, um, and that is that they will be suspending their Disney Light the Night fireworks beginning December 8th. Um, this is a five-minute fireworks show presented between uh, both of the parks and is visible through from uh, uh, in anywhere in both of the parks. Um, so this resumed on September 1st, but they have now... Uh, as I said, put this temporarily on hold. And then they will also be uh, cutting the hours of their restaurants and the Expari shopping mall, which is part of their railroad station. Hmm. I'm so, still not sure how this helps. Yeah. Why does reduced hours help? Well, at least with reduced hours in the restaurants, it's that many less people coming in contact with each other. Fireworks, we know that fireworks, we, I we, guess. we still have no fireworks in the Magic Kingdom because, you know, uh, social distancing. Although, I mean, if these are things that can be seen, like, anywhere in both parks, it mm-hmm. seems like what's the if people are there. Anyway, what's the difference? All right. I don't get it. Well, it's Tokyo. They do things differently over there. Hmm. Is that it for that story? That is. All right, moving to Orlando, uh, Ollivander's wand experience has a, 
had a capacity increase, they're now up to 10 people at each experience. That's right. Since they reopened Ollivander's, they had been doing uh, one party per room and guests could pick who in their party could choose the room. So it wasn't even, you know, the big thing with Ollivander's was, ooh, well, you get chosen to to pick the wand. Mm -hmm. Well, if you went in as a party of four, you got to say who in your family picked it because it was only your group in there. Right. Uh, So going forward... Uh, they will now allow up to two parties of no more than 10 people. Okay. So 10 people max. All right. Yeah. And then over on International Drive at Icon Park, the Museum on Illusions is going to be opening. Also known as the Museum of Illusions. Oh. Um, It is a new museum. Um, It is opening Saturday in Icon Park. There are 50 displays of optical illusions, photographic stunts, and special effects. Some you stand in, some are Instagram moments, and some you stare at. (laughs) So uh, they do have, uh, you know, uh, educational opportunities with escapism, according to the museum's uh, marketing manager. And uh, they explain the science behind the optical illusions. So it's, uh, you know, that little icon park there is getting very busy. They've got the Madame Tussauds. They've got the... The, uh, the Orlando Eye, which is the wheel. Uh-huh. They've got the ride that spins around, uh, the little the Centrifugal force one? Centrifugal, the one that uh, the guy worker died on. Oh, great. Um, what else do they have? They have the aqu- they have aquarium there? I think I they have know. an aquarium. I don't know. You're making stuff up. But we've, we've been there a couple times. Once. So the, uh, I was there another time. The Museum of Illusions is a franchise of a Croatian company that researches and creates visual oddities. There are over 20 uh, of these museums in the world, and this is the first one in Florida. All right. Well, if we don't play foot golf, we can go do this. I would much rather play foot golf. <laughs> All right. So that's it. It's a short show today. Not much news. And uh, like I said, we're, well, like Cheryl said, we're headed to Disney on Saturday. So we will be back at some point uh, on Wednesday with the show. But uh, check the Facebook group. We might be going live at some point. And uh, have a great weekend. And until the next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.